And welcome to 2021. It is officially a new year, and you've just tuned in to a new episode of the Soul Society Podcast. I want to thank you all for joining in on this show, where you'll hear some sarcasm, some edge, some comedical and realistic viewpoints on things going on in today's society. My name is Dustin. Happy to have you here as always. Thanks for tuning in, and let the show begin. at this hour. Capitol Hill right now, a tinderbox. We want to go to live images coming in. These are pro-Trump supporters who have taken to the steps of the Capitol right now. It is unclear if Capitol Police are outnumbered. At- I, 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 I've not seen anything like this until, since I deployed to Iraq in 2007 and 2008. I mean, this is America, and it's what's happening right now. We need, the president needs to call it off. Like, call it off. Hey everybody and what's going on welcome back to the solar society podcast episode 1.5 entitled we the people in today's episode we're going to dig into the events that transpired today on january the 6th and in case you were living under a rock or decided not to charge your phone last night it's been dead all day our capital was breached what should have been a normal day in washington between senators and congress deciding on what we already knew President-elect Joe Biden becoming our next president. There was a mob of people that decided that it would be a good idea to rush the capital, our capital, our nation. Here in America, things that you see over in the Middle East and other countries happened here today. And here to talk about the events that transpired today, because the, the amount of things that happened today are extraordinary and sad and chaotic and it's too big for one podcaster to try to tackle or at least for me to try to tackle so here with me today are the two hosts of a really informative podcast similar to ours talk about real issues talk about real things bring up a lot of really good points if you guys haven't heard them you guys should go check them out they just finished up their first season the two hosts of saying what needs saying zach and brandon guys welcome to the show Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So much humbling intro. Yeah, no worries, man. I, I'm a big fan of y'all's show. Um, I started recent to, listening to it recently. Um, I mean, you guys bring up a lot of great points. I figured you guys would be the perfect two to bring in and so we can try to break down the events of today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully we can have a good conversation about it. Yeah, man. So let's uh, let's just start right at the beginning. It was uh, at about 11 o'clock today, President Trump. I do mean that, President Trump. Um, he gave a speech to his supporters and he talked about, you know, the same shit that we've been hearing from president Trump for weeks now. And that's that the election was stolen from him. They're missing votes. You know, your, your typical rhetoric 
from him. And in that speech, he didn't directly say, let's go storm mob the Capitol. But he said, down there in the Capitol, we're going to go cheer on our Republicans so they make the right decision. At one o'clock, the Congress and the senators met to start doing what we already knew, counting the electoral votes officially for President-elect Joe Biden. And then around two o'clock, the perimeter was breached, and that's when all the chaos started happening. Brandon, I'll start with you, man. What are your thoughts on uh, everything that transpired today? Well, the first thing that came to my head when I saw it was, I hope no one gets hurt. Because there's many times where we've seen people protest, whatever the focus may be, whether it be a mask or a shooting, and someone ends up dying. And then a few moments later, you hear someone get shot in the neck. And I'm like, goodness, please, is this the beginning of another thing? I don't know how many people are in there. I was worried, I was at work when I heard this. I'm like, oh my goodness, how many people are out there? No one knew these numbers. You just saw videos and you're like, oh, that's that can't be what it actually is. And then I had nothing but sadness because I saw what is a beacon of the United States. The, the visual of the Capitol being stormed by people with flags saying fuck Biden or Trump 2020 and like seeing these things, the, do, treasonous acts by American citizens on the behalf of the same president of the same. I'm, it saddens, sadness and confusion still is the main two emotions that I'm feeling. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of us feel the, the exact same way. Uh, you know, a lot of us feel, you know, kind of shocked, shell-shocked, really. I mean, we've seen these Trump rallies before. We've seen these Trump gatherings before. We hear Trump all the time speak his mind and say what he wants to say. But I think what at the end of the day, what really did it in was, in fact, when they started marching on the Capitol. Zach, I know I talked to you a little bit uh, before the show, and, you know, we shared some opinions and discussion about it. And you said that you were at work when all this transpired and you just, you just happened to find out about it through your phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so I was, for those that don't know, I'm a neuroscience PhD student up at the university of Michigan. And so I was just in the lab, uh, doing some experiments and I had some downtime and, uh, checked my phone, checked our discord server that we have for say what needs saying. And everyone was talking about it. it was just blowing up that everyone was talking about what was going on in real time it had just just started um and so people were tweeting out the initial headlines and um you know just their their initial thoughts on what all was going on um but frankly if and i don't know if this is just because i work with a bunch of scientists or or if this was the case with others too, but if you wouldn't even know that anything was going on with how the environment was like, everyone was just going about their day, going about their work. Um, and you know, no one seemed to know that any of it was going on, frankly. Yeah. And I, I talked to not only you, but I talked to several other people that I knew watching the events unfold. And a lot of the people felt the exact same way. They were kind of stunned. They were like, wait, what? You know, what's happening? They had no idea. I told them, I was like, yeah, no, there's a mob storming the U.S. Capitol. You know, windows are being broken. They've breached inside. 
And, you know, it started out where, you know, I may, I may be playing devil's advocate, maybe paint a target on my back here, but even after they broke through the perimeter that was set up by security around the Capitol, before they went in, there wasn't any kind of serious destruction going on. You know, people were just gathered up on stairs. People were sitting all over the place, just flooding around and standing there in a large crowd. And then soon after that, that's that's when the chaos ensued. Yeah, it was much more reminiscent of a peaceful protest at its onset, but but then it it really quickly devolved real real fast. And all you need is a small little point. All you need is one person to. Because everyone there is on edge. Everyone there is, is trying. Is feels yeah. impassioned enough to stand in the winter of DC to to protest the. I guess you can call it um, ceremonial counting of the. It's not like you can change the votes that are already there. They're just tallying it up. They don't even need anybody to be there. So they feel so impassioned to be in that moment. All you needed was the smallest nucleation point. I'm sure you could even had a bottle drop and it would have been chaos because everyone's so pent up. Yeah, and the original story going into the day through most of the major news media was this was going to be a normal ceremonial Congress electoral vote count. And the main story going in was Trump putting pressure on uh, Mike Pence. Of course, typical Trump not understanding exactly how government works, failed to realize that Mike Pence had no power. He is simply there for ceremonial purposes. He is the president of the Senate. And his job, just like every other vice president before him on days like today, his job is to open an envelope and confirm an electoral vote for each state's representative. And it was interesting leading up into it that only two other times in our nation's history uh, since Richard Nixon and Al Gore, uh, only two other times in our nation's history has there ever been an objection where a president was still trying to overturn the results. And that was what Trump was doing today. That was his goal. But he, you know, I don't even know why I still try to explain this man's intelligence these days. He failed to realize that that power, that that's done. The election is over. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be inaugurated on January 20th. They will be the next president. It will be the 49th inauguration or 46 or something like that. I can't remember exactly which one. But either way, the election is over. So to see people buy into this, this ludicrous, it it's kind of scary because we're going into the future now where our older generations are getting ready to retire. People like us are becoming the newer generation. And I mean, we see it, but there's a good number of people out here that are brainwashed. Would, would you say it's brainwashing though? I wouldn't just like, if, if you're, if someone that you voted for, someone that you cared about for four years said, this is not fair. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm telling you, this is not fair. Why would I, the president lie to you? And I and you've donated I mean ten percent, five percent of your your income to this man who you may have seen make change in your life. It's not even brainwashed. I mean, if, if anything, it's how you get elected into the next term. 
Like if he says that, if the president says something is wrong and you can make a change, you're gonna you're gonna go out there and try to make change. I don't think it's brainwashing per se. Is the message wrong? No, but I don't think it's per se brainwashing. What do you think, Zach? Well, I I think it's like any other. I. I hesitate to use the word conspiracy theory because it's a slightly different situation than a lot of other conspiracy theories, but it's like, like those it's rooted in a grain of truth, right? This, and I, I'll preface this by saying that I'm not trying to say that there was a sufficient amount of fraud or corruption or anything to actually overturn the election. That's not my point here, but there were things that went on in the election process that, made it so that the election wasn't fair in one way or another right the media coverage was awful and they were you know massaging biden while everyone kind of tore after trump and there were other there were things like that right that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths a lot of people that already had distrust for the media already had distrust for the institutions and you know now there is then anecdotal evidence of fraud or or irregularities that come up here and there stuff that is always there but isn't really covered nearly as as heavily as as this is right it, it all starts to add up. And I think that, you know, like you said, all it takes is one bottle, right? All it takes is one that they spark to the to the fuse. And I think that's enough to set it off. So, like, I obviously I don't agree with the idea that the election that, that there was actually substantial voter fraud that swung this election to Biden and, you know, everything that Trump has been spouting off about. And I think that I, I agree that it's irresponsible of him to have done it. But that said, I, I think it's not entirely brainwashing. I do think that there's some people that are just generalizing and, and expounding upon that grain of truth that, you know, that they they found. Yeah, okay. So I wanna I wanna back up to the to the brainwashing statement that I made. You know, when you think about brainwash, of course, you know, you, you immediately adjust it with what we know brainwashing to be. This version of brainwash that I speak of, you made up some very good points. There, there are a lot of good points that you made, Brandon. You know, why would somebody who's been my leader for four years, why would that person ever lie to me? Why would that person ever, ever tell me anything than, you know, what was something I could believe? The proof is in the pudding. Right. Anybody with common sense and a semi-average IQ could understand that after the results of the election came out, that was that was there. That was clear, cut, and dry. Then they did a recount. And the recount showed the same thing. And now we take it to the Senate, where the Senate, yes, has the ability to object to an electoral college count. And then, you know, we would spend the next couple of days figuring that out. But I think the main message, the main point goes back to four years ago. Four years ago, when Donald J. Trump was elected, when he was put into office, why did people vote for Trump? People voted for Trump because he was very outspoken. He wasn't afraid to say anything that he wanted to say. 
And it's quoted from a lot of voters that voted for him that he had a backbone. He had a backbone with a mission to change things in Washington. So when you look at that, when you see that, and then over the course of his run that he's been in office, first two years, he was easing into it. That second year, things started getting wild. He lost some support. Third year, he started making these accusations, these claims, already inspiring people and giving them what they wanted to hear about their own conspiracies, saying that, well, the government's after you and they don't want me to tell you this and they don't want me to win and they don't want me to do this. That added fuel to the fire. And then you're right, the media coverage with this entire election was beyond, I, I would say, I, I'm looking for the proper word, I would say beyond, you know, just just unintelligible at some points. They have their hand in gaslighting this 100%. They should not act yeah. as if they're absolved of blame. They perpetuated the idea, oh, it could, there's some possibility this is true. There's some possibility. They have that that one cop from Texas. They had all three people. During the Texas thing, uh, when the Texas was, was proposing trying to leave the, uh, secede in the United States, uh, they were like, you know, the, the, the votes aren't real. The, the Trump is not... Uh, they have inaccurately elected Biden. Like the fact that these are these uh, opinions are allowed to be on these forums that tend to speak fact have put those two concepts as one as 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 some of the running facts. And all you need is someone to to say a point or a, a leader of a of a broadcast saying a point that you side with just just to fuel that fire. Just just talking about Trump gives more life to Trump. And mm -hmm. I, one thing I want to like I guess. Not necessarily walk back, but even regard to the count, like I've worked with surgeons who says, yeah, that count wasn't real. Uh, Trump should be the president. I don't, I don't want to say that the people who uh, stormed the Capitol were didn't have common sense. I thought those are very smart, rational people who made a decision to go against the United States process. And I, it, and if we're looking at it as normal, sane people, then they've committed. A, uh, uh, an attack against the United States. Yeah, it was right? an attack against democracy for sure. It was an attack against democracy as at, at a minimum, because they also defaced American property, the Capitol's property. I think the Philadelphia Eagles fans do that every day they can in Philadelphia, <laughs> though after a game, though. So maybe defacing the property, you know, they have insurance. Um, no, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I've learned um, I now granted I didn't go and get a degree like you guys kudos to you guys um, <laughs> one of the biggest things that I learned in college when I was doing English and speech writing and things like that um, I, I learned this from a professor and he said this he said in history some of the greatest speeches that have ever been given and some of the easiest ways to get people to listen to you are telling them what they want to hear and Trump is really, really good at that. Trump yeah. is really, really good about getting crowds fired up. I mean, you see it all the time. And in today's speech that Trump gave, the uh, Save America speech, he, he was quoted, and I, and I quote, 
Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what it's all about. To use a favorite term that all of you people really came up with, we will stop the steal. And just that small sentence, that small fragment, it gives acknowledgement to his supporters that he is taking that piece of what they say and in some ways, I guess, just certifying it for them. Being like, you know what? You're right. Now go deal with this what you will. Gaslighting those supporters and protesters. Now, there's nothing wrong with protesting, but I think the way they went about it, the way they voiced their opinion, because honestly, I agree with some of what they said. I think the Electoral College is a very outdated system. It worked back when we had 13 colonies. It doesn't work now. We have 50 states. It is we the people, it's not we the government. And I think Trump made, dare I say, a, a point when he said that the government does not work for the government. The government is supposed to work for the people. And I think we saw that elevated to really, really extreme levels today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it when you boil it down, like that's why people were there, right? Is they're unhappy with with their government for one reason or another and i mean i i don't agree with it right i think that the or at least their, their methods right i don't agree with you know the we were talking a little bit before the show you know about guns at protests right and and so i think the the simple act of having a gun at a protest i think a lot a lot of people take issue with that i don't take issue with that i mean i think that you're well within your constitutional rights to simultaneously protest and bear arms right but once you're brandishing weapons once you're kicking in doors and, and breaking in breaking property and rioting and and all of this that's where i mean i said it with the black lives matter riots earlier this year you know the the anger and the 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 emotion fueling the reaction is most likely justified on some level, right? Maybe not everything that they hold um, as their perception of what's going on and their beliefs is justified and, and right, but like ultimately there there's something underlying that anger and emotion that is rational on some level, right? And there, whether or not the election was stolen, whether or not it was a complete fraud, whatever, there is still a lot of mishandling and, and and shoddy performance of the government to ultimately you know at, on some level substantiate unhappiness with the government it's a boat the emotions and anger are one thing and expressing them is one thing you know like you said protesting there's nothing wrong with protesting and and expressing that you are upset about x y or z but but yeah no once you once you get into the grounds of destruction of property and vandalism and and I, I mean everything that happened today right someone did die and someone you know multiple people were i don't know it, it it has a lot more negative impact at that point and at that point you're no longer within the bounds of the constitution yeah i mean i think all this does is it if anything it just widens that division that we feel a yeah. lot of the time in our nation I mean, we, we have this divisional, this divisional feel already, you know, being socially distanced from one another, you know, we're, we're all a fear of COVID, you know, we have all this uncertainty coming out about new COVID variants and the, and the vaccines. And then we, 
I think majority of us are tired of getting those stupid texts that say go vote, tired of receiving these news articles about the election and everything. We just want it to end. Right. But as as I, as I love to quote one of my favorite movies of all time, The Dark Knight, um, which is a great movie. Uh, Alfred tells Bruce in that movie that some people just want to watch the world burn. And I, I think there is evidence today of a handful, maybe a little more than a handful of people in that crowd that do want to just watch the world burn. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think this is something that started with Trump either. No. I think no. that's that's definitely a misconception that a lot of people have. This has been a long time coming, if we're being completely honest. I mean, mm-hmm. people on both sides of the aisle for the longest time now have been sowing doubt and discord into the trust of the institutions, right? The people of people's faith in government has been dropping and you know, there's examples on both sides. Trump has done a lot of stuff and has sown a lot of distrust into the electoral system. We also just got off of four years of people talking about Russia and, you know, and the other side sowing discord and doubt about voter suppression. And then the right talks about voter fraud. And so both, it's kind of a perfect storm. Like we've had so much division that's then been amplified by the politicians, you know, like a lot of the stuff you've been talking about with Trump, right? It amplifies that pre-existing tribalism that that is becoming more and more apparent. I mean, in my head, it's only a matter of time. Like, I've, and, and just like you were saying, many many citizens, especially during COVID, well, we're still in COVID, but mm-hmm. especially during 2020, mandates were out. You had to sit home. And sitting home means you had to turn on the TV for Americans. And turning on the TV meant you had to see what many people did not necessarily expect for every American citizen to be privy to. Many things right. that people didn't vote on didn't necessarily go through. Many people noted that, oh, Biden, prom- uh, yeah, Biden promised this, but then after he got the vote, he said, oh, never mind. A lot of people will be sadly mistaken when during his presidency when there's no such thing as a student loan forgiveness for an- anyone because he quickly revoked that, I think, like 72 hours, 72 hours after he said it. Like, yeah. and, and the thing is, it's a game, and that's it's always been a game. Many people, so uh, many minorities have been crying this out for I don't know how long. But when if it, once when you're the when you're when you are a minority, and when everything is hunky dory and cool for the majority, you're like oh, what are you talking about? But now, the majority is like, what the hell is going on? Minority is in the back, like, see, I told you. And then a lot of people are like, oh, so there is this level of like propaganda almost or yellow journalism to get our vote like what does our vote even mean our vote means more to you than it matters to us like it doesn't it matters more for your benefit not for my benefit like your life and your family and your circles would be better not mine so how will mine get their way like how will mine benefit and when americans are fed up they'll act and today we saw an act of pent-up aggression and i think it shouldn't be lost on people and you know, I know I talked to Zach about this a little earlier. Brandon, you know, hearing you, you might feel the same way. But, you know, think back to the summer of 2020 with all the riots and all the protests that engulfed most of the nation. Most major city, you know, had a riot protest for uh, social injustice. Mm-hmm. And I spoke about this earlier with my grandmother as well. Um, you know, she's a Democratic woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking to her about it. And she, um, she told me, 
you know, she's a little up there in age. She said, in my entire life, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And, you know, she's, you know, she's been around, you know, she's my grandmother, you know, uh, she's not like one of those young grandmothers. Right. Um, like, you know, classic, you know, make you some cookies and milk when you come over type grandmothers. The best type and, grandmother. Yeah, the best type, the best kind, 100%. And when she told me that, because I looked to her mm-hmm. and I asked her, I said, have you ever seen anything like this before? And she repeated the exact same thing that I heard on the news earlier. Nothing like this at the Capitol has happened since the 1800s. Yeah, and you can see it. Like I, in my head, I envision all the the, the still images that are p- painted with watercolor that were in my social studies books. Like you know, in my head, when someone said someone's pro, someone's standing against the government, my head went to the Boston Massacre. Why? I don't know. That's the first image that came in my head, and there's still images, like stills or pictures of current, of what currently is happening that can easily be echoed. 50 years down the line like someone literally i saw someone carrying the podium or i saw a man dressed up as a goat standing at the helm at the at the at the pulpit so to speak or the the the, the, the you're talking about the viking oh my goodness that is yeah, ridiculous. The viking. and the thing is like i i see that and because i i i'm a black man so it, it it's frightening to me or at least i have some misgivings about my emotion when seeing that because I think, and I'm sure at this point, at least based off of say what he's saying and yourself, uh, we could be a bit more candid. There is a level of ain't no way a black man's going to make it that close to Pence. There's no way he's going to get there alive. I couldn't imagine it. It would have been like, like Call of Duty. It would have been like just the goal is to make sure no one touches that. How did, how did someone able to take the podium? How was someone able to even stand there, take pictures, take selfies? hanging off the side the guardrails i'm like this is a form of just and the, the police didn't necessarily do they no no arrests were made uh at least within the the, the, the hundreds of clips the dozens of clips i've seen um they seemed like they were just getting pushed back you know yeah they i think there like, were some escorts that were off the property but uh as of know, right now i, I can't I, confirm any arrest reservoir yeah, there I, was I wish, I wish there was some uh Escorts during the the heat of the 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 pan the, um the heat of the um I can't think of the word of the things that happened during the summer the protests I would love for there to be escorts but no there were rubber bullets in people's necks I remember one guy he lost his eye um like I I, I want the same energy for the 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 recognized citizens rather than the tyrants of the country. Because the people who walk around with Black Lives Matter and all that were, and we've done episodes like you know, there's an echo of tyranny with that with with that group, and there's uh, you know, there's uh, conspiracies associated with QAnon. And you're like, all right, we'll take that. You know, we're trying to make this into this focus, but we'll take the heat if it allows people to to focus on what an issue is or what the issue is that they're trying to put out there. But with this, there's no there's no conspiracy group. This is the Trump. This is the president saying, yo, this is not right, and but. That even has not true. So I don't know. It's 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 many different perspectives all kind of colliding at once. Uh, jump in real quick. I did find um so at least 13 people were arrested. Um and apparently according to the um I think this is DC, yeah, the DC um police department chief. Um he said that all the individuals who were arrested, they were all from out of the area. So no DC residents. 
Oh, yeah, no, and that's another. It, it, we saw it a lot during yeah. the riots and protests during the summer of 2020. Right. There were a lot of people from out of town, you know, going to these major cities. I think one of the one of the biggest cities that we saw it in. Um, I know here around Atlanta, you know, it was mainly just people that lived out in the rural communities coming in to the city because you know they wanted to participate. But you know, in big cities or bigger cities, I should say, Atlanta's a pretty big city like Portland and Seattle and things like that, people were traveling like from states away to go be a part of that. Right. And we saw the same thing today. People were traveling from states away mm -hmm. to go be a part of what was happening in Washington. Mm -hmm. And so it's not only does it affect, you know, if you're, if you're a Trump supporter, you're a Republican, you know, you support red, think about Republican supporters that are just sitting at home right now. Think about Republican uh, supporters and Republican Party members that, you know, they, they vote red, but they're just at work mm -hmm. or they're sitting at home or they're with their kids, you know, cooking dinner for their sons, daughters, whatever have you. Now, they'll be afraid to say that they're a Republican. Yeah. At least for a little bit. Because if you look on social media right now, Twitter is blowing up and the and What's crazier than everything that we saw happen today is the post thought. And the post thought on Twitter, I don't know if you guys have been able to look at it, but there are some crazy conspiracies already flowing out of this. I haven't seen any. What are some of them? Some of the crazy, what craziest one I've seen, what's turning into a really hot argument right now is that there was Antifa members dressed as MAGA supporters oh, there at the Capitol. <laughs> and... Then there's uh, other reports of, oh, it was Black Lives Matter dressed as MAGA supporters there at the Capitol. Okay, for one, I'm not really colorblind. I'm not really blind at all. I have 2020 vision. I would have to look very, very hard to find any black man or woman in that crowd that I saw on CNN or Fox or any of them. Yeah. Unless they worked there. And they would have loved to be the only difference. <clears throat> And that was, and this is the crazy part is what we talk about post, because there are a lot of people that are going to derive different crazy theories from this. And we're going to focus on post talk more than we're going to focus on the actual issue and the events that led up to it, which ultimately will lead to this happening again. I mean, I think in my head, Trump can, Trump still has the power of the proud boys on his side. Like with all this that happened, he could easily say, Hey, proud boys can you handle the issues that's going on right now? And then we'll see a different type of, 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 of retaliation. I mean, you could even say, it, I mean, he said that he was going to announce his, um, him running again during the inauguration of Joe Biden, things like that. You know, the, he's going to have people in support at those events waiting for, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think because there's no consequence for anything Trump can do right now. He kind of is like on a free, he's on like, he's like free for the next two weeks. He can say and do anything he wants just like today. Um, and anything he kind of wills can come to fruition because he has such powerful, powerful supporters. And granted, many people who probably voted for him did not intend on this level of association. Like, okay. So what we saw what I, in my head, based off the definition of treason, but what happened when going against the government, the people holding those flags 
uh, operated uh, in in the realm of treason. Is the Trump flag associated with treason? It can be now, and that's 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 confusing because that's the president. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I mean, and there's there are Republicans and Democrats that came out and they claim that there's like three parties. And what they mean by that is they said that Trump legitimately thought that there was three, like legit is acting rather that there's three parties. There's Democrats, Republicans, and then there's Trump. Wow. And it's not that far-fetched of a stretch as we came through this last year of his presidency. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he, the way he spoke. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they definitely it's a very different party trump's party versus the quote-unquote stereotypical republican party they're they're definitely very different from one another i mean it was similar to not quite the same but similar to you know bernie's version of the democrat party that would have been put in place had had he um gotten the presidency right it's it's fundamental some fundamental shared values and and goals and things but otherwise you know really different uh, approach and stances on a lot of different things yeah and i mean i hate it that you know this has happened you know right at the beginning of the year you know i talked about it in uh, my debut episode in episode one uh, that released this past sunday about 2021 and about how this was the year that we needed to start taking steps back to finding a new normalcy and it saddens me. It saddens me to see these people marching. You know, that that's the people's home. That's the people's or at least it should be. That that Capitol building belongs to every citizen in America. It doesn't belong to a congressman. It doesn't belong to a congresswoman. It doesn't belong to the Capitol Police. It doesn't belong to Washington, DC. It belongs to the people. And so to see fellow people doing what was done today, it kind of shifts your perspective a little bit about, okay, well, we had a hot start to this year. There was a hot start to the year prior too. It's true. So what, yeah. what are we set up for this future? And this just coming out, um, this was just posted by the Washington Post. And it says this, NBA players and coaches comment on the scene at the Capitol today and quoted saying, this is the epitome, or the epitome, I'm sorry guys, I'm really bad with vocabulary. Basically saying, this is white privilege. And that in itself reignites something that we faced last year as well. And that we've always faced, every year. Mm-hmm. Every year that, at least since I've been alive, there's always been a conflict about race. It shouldn't be red or blue. It shouldn't be white, black, brown, anything we are people we are the people and this is our country why do we keep being herded around like sheep by people we put in power without us there is no them yeah i mean frankly with with trump recently i I mean i feel like he's finally i mean all the bad and awful of recently aside He's like after it took him four years to make good on the promise of being truly against the establishment, right? And and even going so far as to go against the Republican Party too. You know, it, it's interesting that it took that long, and now that it's happened, it's paired with this awful rhetoric and and incitement of 
of this kind of behavior too. I don't know. I I think that as far as the race issue goes, I I mean, frankly, so I don't want to say for sure one way or the other, obviously, because I I don't know everything that happened. I I find it hard to believe that the the sole determining factor of the response was the race of the of the rioters. Um, I like. Don't get me wrong. I'm willing to accept that that probably played a role on some level just because that that's always a role you know tribalism or racism or whatever um but i i mean there's plenty of white antifa members and and antagonists that got their shit kicked in during the earlier riots too this year and so i feel like that it's while that might be a factor in it it's a much more nuanced issue than just white protesters get free pass and black protesters get beat and tear gassed right and i think that looking at it through that lens like a lot of people are it's it it justifiably angers people and it brings their attention to some issues that need resolving which is good but it's such a i don't know simplistic and probably not realistic view of why why the the situations are actually handled differently and so i i don't know if it's really helpful for the for actually solving these problems when that's kind of the go-to with a lot of people yeah no and i i absolutely agree with that and you know i i hate to say it you know i got the twitter feed open um you know there are reports now of certain white house staff resigning after the mm-hmm. events that transpired today yeah and, i mean i think it there, there was a statement made on the news, whether this is the beginning of something or this is the end. I like to feel and really believe and think that this, this is just Trump era going out officially as a, like with a bang. And I f- want to believe firmly that as we approach Biden's inauguration and he gets into office, certainly it's not going to be easy him i mean it wasn't going to be easy for him in the first place um you know like i don't really care about politicians but i did kind of feel bad for biden when he did get elected i was like you know you're walking into a shit show with covid and the vaccines and the america's economy but now i feel like it even gets harder because now you got to do extra work because not only are you going to become the president of the united states you're going to become the president of the proud boys you're going to become a president of all the protesters that were there today. You're the president of the nation and your job is to lead our country. And you, that means everybody. And I never, I, I never understand the statement that I see so many people make. They made it when Obama got elected. They made it when Trump got elected and they're making it now when Biden's elected. And they're probably going to make it when the next guy's elected. And probably they've made it several times before, but I wasn't old enough to remember. Not my president. If you live in America and you're an American citizen and you get mail in America, you go to sleep every night and you're in America, whoever the hell is president, that's your fucking president. And I just kind of feel bad for the guy. I mean, I don't like him by any means, but I kind of feel bad for him now because now he's walking into a firestorm. Well, I hope that that he's prepared for this because whether he is or not, just because Trump leaves, that's not going to stop. That's not going to that's not just other thing. And um to the to the point earlier, at least I would say 
No, I don't think I don't think it's boiled down to just them. You know, uh, the black protesters really got shot. But I'm glad. I'll just say I'm glad there weren't black as many black supporters there. Right. Because I, I've seen things happen when less has happened. If someone is a, a bit uh, uh, confrontational on a street corner, I kind of can flip a coin and see their fate. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see what happens when a black guy tries to break into the United States <laughs> capital. I don't know. That's kind of in my head. That's like the biggest thing that can happen. I, in my head, that's like the biggest form of anti whatever government you can think of. I mean, it ain't, it's not like in my head, everyone's putting out the word terrorist, rightfully so, in my opinion. Um, but I, I'm from New York. I think of the what happened with uh, 9-11. Unfortunately, it's the first thing that comes to my mind. And it's as if they're in the same bubble, but then I don't think they can't be in the same bubble because they're two different motives. But then I think, I do I know enough to say that these aren't the same motives? Like, I don't know the people who are standing out there, but I don't know. It's 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 really drying. And I feel like it's only beginning because these the people who are, the, I feel like a lot more people who went to work would have been out there with them. A lot, if they knew about this, they would have been out more, more people would have been out there. So that's just only the, the, I don't even think those are the most extreme. The most extreme were in the house waiting for the fight to come to them. And I had people tell me that. They were like, the people who are out there, those are the second in command. The first in command are at home waiting for things to happen. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere just because Trump leaves. I think that what has happened with the Trump presidency and um, I, full disclosure, I don't. I know Brandon knows and I know our listeners know, but I voted for Trump both in um, in, in both both elections. And so I, I think that part of the, that pushback that led people to Trump that you were talking about earlier in the episode where you were talking about um, how he has a spine, right? How he is willing to push back against people and, and whatnot. I don't think that was nearly fully focused on politics. If, if at all, I don't want to say if at all, it was a little bit, right? There, people wanted the anti-establishmentarianism. They wanted the pushback against Democrats and, and Republicans. They wanted the pushback against the system, quote unquote, you know, all of this. But a larger portion of all of this was the culture war, right? A larger portion of all of this was the the massive cultural differences that have become more and more evident in in America, right? With with um, the past previous couple presidents, now you know we've seen this shift of of policy in and focus of policy on a lot of different cultural and more. I guess, um, social issues, right? Things like that, gay marriage, drug legalization. You've seen um, a lot of social justice movements and and LGBT stuff and, um, you know, Black Lives Matter taking off and things like that. You know, it's become a very different, like a lot of the issues that come up nowadays are very culture and and belief-based and value-based, right? And so that stuff has been exacerbated and so trump being willing to come in and stand up to some of these things admittedly going way too far a lot of times but being able to stand up against things like cancel culture stand up against the media stand up against the 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 culture 
of the quote-unquote upside, right, for those that, that went to him for that reason. That is the sentiment that's going to linger on, and not just with the hardcore Trump supporter that's going to be, you know, knocking down the Capitol's door or even whatever, right? Not just the extremists, like like Brandon was saying at one point, right? People have become more outspoken kind of across the board now with their political views, with their, you know, cultural beliefs, which, with whatever you want to focus on. And that is going to lead to people got mo more outspoken, but not more empathetic or tolerant. And so that is going to stir up a lot of shit between a lot of different people because of that. And it's going to reverberate for a little while. Yeah. And to kind of add on to what you said, I mean, like I said, I'm for no political party whatsoever. Um, I have my own views about politicians. Um, and a lot of people that know me and a lot of people that listen uh, understand what that is. But I mean, I, I will give Trump credit where credit is due. You know, he does push back. He's not afraid to speak his mind. And he says what, you know, I hate to quote you guys show, but he says what <laughs> needs to be said. You know, he, he he says it. And, you know, if he if he thinks it, he says it or, you know, tweets it. Uh, you know, he doesn't care. I mean, the dude is a savage. The guy is a savage. But with him being in a position that he's in, being the president, of which to this day, I'll still argue about, you know, to anybody, which is probably the greatest country in the world. You know, I, I love the USA. And I always, I always will look at my country as the greatest country in the world. I just will. You know, sure, we got some fucked up shit going on, but... You know, we'll still kick your ass in basketball. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think when you're somebody like that, who is a savage, who is outspoken, who pushes back, has a spine like that, I don't think that the world was ready for somebody like that no, to be president. And I, okay, it's kind of Trump's fault, but it's kind of not his fault. But the acts that happened today... That speech he gave at 11 o'clock, there was no need for that speech. You did not need to give that speech. You fueled him up. I will say, and with the part in the hand of the blame, that he fueled it up. He, he does have some blame to share for what happened today. But when you're a man like Trump, I don't, I just don't think the world was ready to have a man like Trump in office. And I, I would have to agree, but I think, and and I still, I, I was told, I remember hearing this early on, and I still hold the sentiment. Trump, if anything, could have done nothing wrong. I'm not afraid or I'm not concerned about Donald J. Trump. I'm concerned about the people who are diehard supporters of Donald J. Trump. Because Donald J. Trump doesn't give a damn about the people who support him. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's not going to come to your house and burn it and smash your... Donald Trump is not going to show up to your business no. with a brick and smash your window. But someone right. who, but some, but but someone who's an extremist on on the favor of Trump could take a brick to say, for instance, my business, or you know what I mean. But I, but to the point I was getting to was, it's not Trump that I'm disappointed in. Well, there's to a degree, but it's mainly those twelve uh, senators, uh, even even Ted Cruz. Like, not only is it the 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 president himself, but it's the people who stand behind or represent the states. So now these states have these people voting for this individual 
who also side for Trump. So they're like, well, if my senator sides for Trump, then I too side for Trump. Then I too don't believe this is real. Then I too believe that uh, there needs to be a recount or there was some type of fraudulent activity. Because why would someone that I thought was intelligent enough to be my senator think that this is incorrect as well? Right. So it could no. be Trump. Yeah, and I mean, there were several great points that were brought up before everything got really wild and chaotic, um, you know, within Congress while they were doing their their meeting originally as scheduled. They actually reconvened tonight at eight Mm -hmm. um, to finish what they started. But when they first started uh, at their proper time at one o'clock, yeah, there were some good points that were brought up, you know, Ted Cruz on the side of the Republicans saying that, hey, there's a almost half percentage of the American population that think there was something wrong with this election. Mm-hmm. And on the Democratic side, they said, well, to challenge the Electoral College is to challenge the democracy and the Republic of America. And I guess in a way, both of them had fair points. I would have been more interested to see how that debate would have went than being more interested in seeing people breaking shit around the Capitol. You know, I was I was really invested in that. I'm never invested in watching politicians talk unless I mute it and then make up things for what they're saying. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. But I think do you know that you know we may have missed out on something big there, but we don't know because yeah. Billy Bob and Jimmy decided that there would be a great idea to go sit in Nancy Pelosi's office. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I have mixed feelings on the the senators um just because I think it it depends on what what your perception of their job is, right? Do we elect them cuz I don't know cuz in the sense of a representative government, right? There was a poll in I think it was Politico that was back in I think November, so it, it's a little old now. But at the time, it was something like seventy percent of Republicans thought that the election wasn't fair and free, right? And so you can get into the the idea of it being of that not being true, right? Of that not necessarily being substantiated by evidence, and that not holding up in the courts, and all of that, right? That said. I, I, and I don't know how I personally feel about this. I, I'm still, like I said, I'm fairly on the fence about the senators. But I think there's a case to be made about them fighting this as hard as they are in the sense that they are on some level representing their constituency. I don't know with each particular senator, like what the, you know, what those percentages look like in each of those states, those Republicans and those voters. But right. if their job is to represent their voters and a lot of their voters thought that it wasn't fair and free, then, you know, I, I think that it depends on their rhetoric at that point. Right. It depends on each senator, how they went about saying it. A couple of them like had come out saying that they aren't necessarily saying they aren't necessarily challenging the integrity, but that they want it investigated. Right. And they were calling for investigations. So yeah, I think it's case sure. by case. Yeah. yeah they, they want to be sure. They want to be for real. I mean, of course you do. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. not just, you know, you're electing, you know, whether or not we should wear green or red today. No, it's electing the next president. And I can totally understand, you know, senators and, you know, the American people that, you know, were a part of that almost half percentage uh, wanting it to be investigated, wanting it to be looked for, looked through further. However, 
you know, it, it kind of ties back a little bit. Like you said, there were certain senators that were calling this ludicrous. They were calling it yeah. ridiculous to try to look at this in any other way than to do it as normal. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of harps on my political belief. As simply put, I have a hard time believing that there's any honest politician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's not. There's no. You point me out an honest politician, I'll give you my my pay for a year but there's not because just like us in society just like me you and brandon you know we all have our own personal goals that we want to accomplish that we'll do anything to get to and so yeah the the house and the senate you know the congress has always had a lot of things to work out that's nothing new um you know this is the end of a trump era and, you know, so as we get ready to wrap this episode up, you know, uh, I think just final thoughts, Brandon. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I, I love history and I take a significant amount of time trying to just accumulate all the different aspects of society. Because they say if it happened in history, you know, history tends to repeat itself. So I'm trying to see which story which thing that happened can closely mirror this so I can kind of gauge my expectations. Right. Most definitely. How about you, Zach? Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I mean, it's still surreal, to be honest. I'm still kind of shocked that yeah. this even happened. Like, I'm I'm still... I, I'm excited to talk about it a little more. Um, I know we had talked about it in the Discord. We're going to do an episode on this tomorrow, too. But, you know, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure what to think at this point. I'm hesitantly hopeful that all this will just blow over and that come January 20th, Biden will be in office and everything will go at, on some level back to quote unquote normal. Um, I know that the division isn't going anywhere. I know that the, the anger isn't going anywhere, but I, I'm hesitantly hopeful. Um, but... You know, I, I guess we can just wait and find out. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of what you guys said, you know, it, and it is surreal. It's fresh. I mean, this happened today. You know, this episode's probably being published out right now. It's probably January 7th because I couldn't get it before midnight. But, <laughs> you know, all this just happened today or yesterday, if you want to really get technical about it. And the thought process for all this is we're going to wake up tomorrow and this is what the news story is going to be for the next two days, two to three days, four days, five days, all the way up until the inauguration for sure, for sure. Excuse me. I don't know English. We're going to see this. So I just think, you know, in closing for my final thoughts, um, you know, soul society, you know, want to thank Brandon and Zach, especially for being here today. I just want to say this. We need to remember that it's we, the people, It's not we the Republicans. It's not we the Democrats. It's not we the LGBT. It's not we the Black Lives Matter. It's not we the Proud Boys. It's not we black, we white, we brown, we Mexican, so on and so forth. The list goes on. It's simply we the people. Your neighbor next to you, that's your neighbor. You both have a voice. You both have control. It is perfectly fine to protest, but you need to know where to draw the line. 
So in closing, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode 1.5. Before we let you guys go, Zach, Brandon, you guys want to tell us a little bit about your podcast and where the listeners can find you guys? Sure. Zach, I'll take it away. All right. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Brandon can tell you where to find us. Um, We are the hosts of the Say What Needs Saying podcast. Uh, We have covered a lot of different topics from Black Lives Matter to Kyle Rittenhouse to freedom of religion and freedom of speech to cultural differences and all sorts of things. We talk about different touchy subjects and sensitive subjects that are otherwise taboo or off off limits um, and that usually can't generate civil constructive discussion. Um, so we try to host live episodes with our listeners on Zoom so that everyone can kind of chime in and give their take, their perspective on things. And, you know, we try to keep it civil, try to keep it constructive so that the conversation actually leads somewhere. But we let all ideas come to the table and all perspectives come to the table to share. Definitely. And um, we're not afraid of coming up with any topics, any topics that, any topics that you guys find interesting or feel as if people are afraid of discussing don't feel don't don't uh i would say don't hold back in telling us i'd better be in our discord on instagram at say what needs saying on facebook say what needs saying on on twitter at say what needs um we have our season two coming up in uh, february um we have a lot of new topics coming up a lot more touch your subjects um and we're ready to embrace conversation we're trying to bring back what we know to be as true discussion and uh we do this one podcast at a time one person at a time join us live or catch us on the uh catch us on directly in our zoom and uh follow us on our social media platforms to learn more we're on every spotify we're on every digital media uh downloadable service pandora spotify apple music you name it we're there awesome guys well once again i want to thank you guys both for being on the show guys go check out the show um, I've listened to it, listened, almost done with the entire first season. There's a lot of good information over there. Really like-minded conversations like we expect to hear here on the Soul Society podcast. I want to invite you guys all back Sunday, January 10th, as we dive into our first two-part series episodes. On January 10th, we're going to cover Lies of Society, part one. Looking forward to that episode. As always, guys, you guys find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and most of all major platforms where you get your podcast. Tune in there. You guys can suggest topics, catch up on past episodes, hear about future episodes, and much, much more. Zach, Brandon, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you so much for being here. Look forward to working with you guys again. Yeah, you as well. Happy New Year, man. It's been a pleasure.